Welcome to Dog Talk and Kitties Too. This episode features one of the three guests who were part of my weekly hour-long NPR show broadcast over the air every Sunday on WLIW-FM 88.3, the only NPR station on Long Island, where it is broadcast continuously for 14 years. I'm Tracy Hotchner. I wrote the Dog Bible, Everything Your Dog Wants You to Know, as well as the Cat Bible, Everything Your Cat Expects You to Know. I'm also the founder and director of the New York Dog Film Festival. The 8th annual New York City premiere will be October 2023, along with the 5th annual New York Cat Film Festival before traveling the country, supporting local animal welfare groups. This show is about dogs, cats, and other creatures who share the planet with us. Please check out my other Pet Talk podcasts at TracyHotchnerPets.com. I would not be able to bring you this show without the generous support of Dr. Elsie's the privately owned litter and cat food company founded by Dr. Bruce Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian. He personally created many styles of litter to make sure that even the fussiest cats would not have out-of-litter box problems, the number one reason people abandon their kitties. Dr. Elsie also created his own brand of cat food called Clean Protein, the first dry cat food I can recommend because it's based on the protein found in a cat's natural prey. This show would not be possible without the longtime support from Waruva, the pet food company founded and privately run by David Foreman, who named it after his rescued kitties, Webster, Rudy, and Vanessa. Waruva is a quirky name for a company with whimsical names for the dozens of different cans and pouches of cat food they make. But what sets them apart is how serious David is about high-quality nutrition. They were the first pet food company to use human edible ingredients and process them in the same facilities that make human food. Other pet food companies may have copied them over time, but Waruva remains privately owned and run, accountable only to their own high standards, not investors who focus on profits. I have the great pleasure of meeting the beloved wife of Dr. Doug Mater, my co-host on Exotic Pets. My God, he talks about Jerry this and Jerry that. She's the most brilliant vet, the most brilliant everything. Multiple degrees, six languages, born in Switzerland, raised in Hong Kong. And she shares with him tropical veterinary services in Florida as only part of what Geraldine Detailm does. She's also a really high-level acupuncturist. She teaches at the Chi Institute and has been a veterinary acupuncturist for a really long time, and that's why I've asked you here, Dr. Jerry. It's so great to meet you and to meet a practitioner of veterinary medicine who is herself kind of an octopus. You do so many different things and clearly very, very well, including going around the world and giving lectures to other veterinarians. You, you, you must obviously love what you do, but you and Doug are sometimes going in opposite parts of the globe to instruct and inspire other veterinarians. Does that continue to inspire you? Absolutely, absolutely. And that's the joy of teaching is um, seeing the excitement in the the participants and the students um, for to learn something new or to try to understand something that um, is actually quite a foreign concept because especially Chinese medicine um, is 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 so different in in how to, how you think and uh, how you go about doing things. And then in the case of owned pets versus wild or exotic pets, well, I should say owned pets like 
more less exotic ones, dogs and cats, you have a big conversation or you have to have try have some conversation with the owner. I don't know if you need to do that with exotic pets, but I also see that you know, Brasilia, Brazil, you'll be giving a speak a speaking event on acupuncture and wildlife mm-hmm. to the Brazil Veterinary Conference. I mean, I do want to spend our time encouraging people to reach out to and find and utilize acupuncture practitioners in the United States. But I, I have to know, what do you do with acupuncture and wildlife? I mean, which kind of wildlife and why? Well, for very much the same reasons as dogs and cats um, will find you via their owners uh, to to have acupuncture. Um, The biggest motivator is always pain because that's something we humans can understand. Um, And uh, to promote healing, to even in bone fractures, acupuncture can stimulate um, the body to heal faster um, to heal better. Uh, and the nice thing about, um, Chinese medicine is that you look at the body as a whole. You never just go, oh, he's got a broken arm. We're just going to treat the broken arm. You treat the entire body because your whole body is involved in healing, um, from your mind to, um, your osteoclasts and osteoblasts that make that bone knit back together again, Everything needs to be wanting to get better. So acupuncture goes, um, and Chinese medicine in general, um, looks at everything and affects the whole body at very different levels. So even for psychological or emotional problems, acupuncture can be helpful. And when you're healing and you're painful, um, a lot of times um, that will block the healing because your body is distracted. And so when we help remove pain through acupuncture and also treat um, the emotional level um, of the body, uh, we just get better faster. So to the Western mind, this is obviously alien concepts, although some of us have tried really hard with all our little hearts to say, oh, I understand, yeah, there's the chi and the energy, and if you put the needle in Maisie's, the back of her head, it's going to be mm-hmm. really great for down by her tail where we know she has disc problems. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say yes, of course, sort of the stupid way that many of us, all of us really, who aren't medical professionals, look at radiographs or MRIs, and the doctor says, you see this? You're like, uh, yeah, not really. You don't really know how to read an X-ray or an MRI, and they're saying, you see there where your heart yeah. or the dog's you know, liver has this? No, we don't get it. Right. There is a faith, I think, for Western-thinking people. It has to be faith-based to become a veterinary acupuncturist. You have to believe that this is something true and real and it will work. And then yeah. once you know and have learned that it does, there must be some uphill battle with each individual human guardian to convince them that this can really ch- make life better for the cat, the dog, the rabbit. Yeah. Is that a is that any part of the teaching that you do? How to get how to how to teach the humans what you're doing so they embrace it? The animals are a blank slate. Right, right. I think a lot of times um, you when you first mention it and you get to ja- ja- gauge um, your your human client 
who's bringing the pet in yep. by their reaction to what you say. Because a lot of the, a lot of times you'll get the, oh, I've tried that and it didn't work for me. Yes, or, right. oh, my, my cousin ha- had a really bad fall <laughs> and he had acupuncture and it was just amazing. Nothing else was helping, blah, blah, blah. So you get the two. Right, right. But even, even if you get the negative, you say, well, it, it may just not have, have been the right fit or it, it, it may not have worked for you, but animals won't interfere with their mind. They won't block it. Right. You know, they won't block the effect by going, oh, this is just such hog's wash. I'm just going <laughs> to buy here because my wife paid for this and I'm just going to take it. But, you know, if this doesn't do anything in three days, I'm not coming back. And right. the thing is, you take several treatments and sometimes if depending on how long the problem's been going on, many, many treatments to, to get something that a human mind will accept as a positive effect. Um, because we're very greedy, humans are greedy. And just because you've been limping on this bad hip for 20 years you want to be walking straight as an arrow coming out of the acupuncture. And that is not realistic. The expectation should be that, you know, that, that nagging constant pain should be much less and you can get out of bed without groaning and moaning. Um, but you will still have a limp. You will still get more tired because you've abused the body for so long not taking care of the problem initially. So it can't go back to when you were 20 years younger, but you can get to a point where it's, it's much more tolerable. And I think part of, um, in acupuncture more than in human, in, in other Western medicine, um, we have to make the patient or client aware of, what to expect, you know, keep your expectations real. And in our pets, you know, the clients will come in the next time or two times later, and you can tell a difference because you haven't seen the patient right. for mm-hmm. two weeks. But the owner who's around the pet every single day, it may be a very slow change. They may not appreciate it. Because, again, your, your mind just adjusts to what it's seeing and doesn't quite connect that, hey, that's much better than before. Right. You know, he's not limping nearly as hard. He's still limping, but he's not holding the paw up when he's standing. Um, or he can stand for a while um, and not just sit or lay down as soon as he stops moving because he doesn't want to hold himself up, you know. I think so, that what you're describing so well is my frustration with people with older dogs. Older cats is even more subtle. But Mm -hmm, with older mm -hmm. dogs, people have this attitude. Loving people, generous owners say, well, he's getting old. The dog is so arthritic in so much pain Mm -hmm. that each forward motion of the front legs seems to be torture. And the back Mm -hmm. end, forget about it. I mean, to try and stand up from lying down or sit down from standing up, the effort that you just think of a human going, ugh, mm-hmm. but the dog doesn't make that old man or old lady <laughs> right. groaning noise, right? Right. So if if people could just embrace the idea that 
all creatures get arthritis as they get mm -hmm. older. Now, I'm not going to speak about exotic pets. That's for you and Dr. Doug. Maybe yeah. there's some they fabulous iguana that never gets arthritis. Oh, no, they, they, they do, do. do. I mean, it's just, it's the process of aging. So yeah. if at a half-life of a dog, you consider that senior, the half-life, depending on the size of the dog, right? they're getting arthritis, and a lot of things don't feel good to them. And mm -hmm. they're not going to whine and moan and say, I'm not getting in the car. But you can see that the getting in the car is quite an operation for them. Mm -hmm. And now you're going to throw your back out and hurt yourself by not using your body correctly to hoist them into the car. Right. When acupuncture is this miraculous way to change, and now you're going to fill in the whole rest of that sentence, Dr. Jerry, to change the way the body perceives its nerves and ligaments and muscles so it's not perceived as pain or is it that the pain signal is now no longer going there because something else has changed i know it works it worked on my horses it's worked on every dog mm -hmm. i've had mm -hmm. but i feel so grateful to you and the other teachers at the chi institute and to every vet who says i will give up my income for a period of time i will spend a bunch of money to go to the chi institute or the one in texas the name of which mm -hmm, i forget mm -hmm. and be there and stay in a hotel and pay for my food and take these classes that are stretching my brain in a direction it hasn't <laughs> been ever stretched Correct. and i'm going to do this and i'm going to come back and offer that to my humans for their animals Mm -hmm. We have to embrace those doctors who've learned it, and we have to say, give it a try, doc. I'll give it a month. I'll give it two months. Mm -hmm. Let's see if you see a value to yep. my dog or my cat. Maybe my right. cat's been sitting quietly on the couch, on the back of the couch for the last two years, and I think that's normal. It's not actually. The cat's depressed and not feeling well. And if you get him to feel well, he'd play around a little bit more, walk around a little bit, or jump up on mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what is it that that acupuncture is going to do for the midlife chronic developing chronic pain of a dog or cat well it does help with um the relief of pain it, it releases dopamine and serotonin and all these feel-good hormones in your body good um which will then encourage you or um the recipient of the acupuncture to move straighter to move to move more relaxed yes and things can then kind of almost autocorrect in a sense because you're not holding your 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 you're not tensing up for certain moves other uh, muscles can then relax and release and it's almost like getting an adjustment um without the the chiropractics um and but it takes longer because you have to keep Feeding that you can't have to keep um, stimulating uh, those those hormones to be released, but also um, at the same time you're getting rid of the inflammation um, in the body with um, the acupuncture points that you're using. You're um, making you're, you're helping the mind just disassociate a little bit. Um, it's not that you're going to be high or anything, but, um, you just, the acceptance is there. 
you know. You can see um, it on the animal's face, if you will. Yeah, their entire yeah. Their face changes. First, they pant for a while. I don't know if the cats pant. My acupuncturist does a kitty always before Maisie, who now goes mm-hmm. every two mm-hmm. weeks. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the kitty pants, but Maisie definitely no. pants, and, and that's part of Chinese medicine understanding yeah. of releasing humidity. Yeah. Is that right? Releasing, um, releasing tension okay. and releasing... Um, some some of that blocked energy right. that that's coming out, um, and some of it is just I don't know what I'm feeling, but something's happening. Oh, interesting! And it can be a little bit of that of, of anxiety when when dogs pant. It can be either from pain or anxiety, or they're truly hot um, or excitement. Sometimes and, it's just excitement. excitement. Yes, exactly. But obviously, you know, it's different for every every dog in this in this case um but you're you're releasing you're you're releasing stagnation with pain your pain is stagnation of energy when the energy isn't flowing through your body like it should um and it's stuck in this one spot and it can't move through then it's going to create pain you know it's kind of like a like you throw a dam into a river um it's going to the water's gonna gonna stagnate behind that until it overflows or until it breaks the dam, and if it can it can't, you know, um, you you have a problem. The, that problem is pain. Um, so what the needle, what the acupuncture does, is it helps to break down that dam and open up that flow of energy, um, so that. Um, all the toxins that are building up and keeping that inflammation going for the Western mind, right. um, are the body's able to take that away and get rid of that because that's what, that's what the body's cells are supposed to do is, um, you know, it, it will create inflammation to make you stop moving um, so that it can heal. But then at the same time, um, it tries to slowly then break down all the inflammatory byproducts that keep the pain cycle going um, to get, and get rid of them. But if you, however, still think that you need to walk those 10 miles, <laughs> even though your kip is killing you and telling you, please stop, um, then we can't help you. you know? Right. And the same thing so, with the dog or the cat. Exactly. To not ask of them something that clearly is causing them discomfort. Right. Expecting a dogs, dog to go on a long leash walk when he can barely stand up and they will. they will do everything for you yeah. dogs especially will go to hell and back for you no matter how much they hurt exactly and so um and we, we might need yeah. we, and we need to recognize that there's pain there and that acupuncture yeah. is thousands of year old way yeah. to deal and with it there's western ways of looking at acupuncture and um there's the chinese way of looking at acupuncture um you know, and and the um, it's so very full of images, and the image is that energy flows in a cycle through your entire body, from your head to your toes, to back to your your head and your front feet to your head, and then back to your back legs and up and back and around. So your the energy in your body is constantly moving and touching every part of your body. The same little energy molecule that started at your head will end up at your tail or your butt end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's so lovely. 
and come back up, go to your front feet, come back up your neck, go to your head, go back down your back to your back feet, come it back up delightful. inside. And I'm so to tap that's into how, that. Yeah. And that's how acupuncture in your front part of your body can work for what's ailing you in the back part of your body because it's all connected. And that's one thing we always have to think about, um, Western or Chinese. Our body is not just an arm and a leg and, oh, by the way, it's attached to this right. center structure. It's one thing. And so you have to treat the whole thing. And I think in Western medicine, we forget that. Yep. You know, and we, we just here's focus in on a this. part. There's a pill for that. Yes. It's Mostly pills that in the end don't why, really, yeah. They you know, and how about recommending a different diet that might help you get better and stop the heartburn because you're not eating right for what you've, exactly you know, for Jer your problem. Jerry, we've run out of time, but there's just so many aspects to this. And I'm hoping you'll come back to the show when we can talk about laser that you do and food therapy. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being such a great mentor to so many acupuncturists. And once again, people, please find a veterinary acupuncturist near you and just make a commitment for a couple of months, however frequently the doctor says, and see if you see a change in your animal's well-being. Before they have ill-being, look after their well-being. Thank you so much, Dr. Geraldine D. Talmud. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. There are a few more special companies that make this show possible. I hope you will try their products because they support my mission to entertain you with valuable information and advice. This show is supported by Wonderside, a company founded and run by a woman entrepreneur who wanted to find an effective natural way to keep fleas, ticks, and other pests away from her pets and home instead of putting toxic chemicals in or on them. Wonderside makes plant-powered products to keep parasites at bay without dousing your pets and property with ingredients that are harmful to them and the planet. The show is also underwritten by Evermore Pet Food, privately owned by two dedicated women who take human edible, ethically sourced ingredients and gently cook dog food that is then frozen in pouches and shipped right to your door. They founded and run their own company and have been doing that for 14 years and answer only to their own high standards without interference from venture capital investors. I'm also grateful to Earth Animal also privately owned by Dr. Bob and Susan Goldstein, where they create holistic pet wellness products with an emphasis on their stewardship of the Pet Sustainability Coalition. Earth Animal makes a dazzling array of healing products for dogs and cats, as well as the innovative Dog Chew No Hide and the hybrid dog food Wisdom, which is sometimes all that my picky Blue Weimarano Maisie will eat.